See, she used one word. I have the best husband. You notice that? Now, don't get jealous. If you have your wife beside you, not someone else's wife, but your wife, or if you have your husband beside you, just say you are the best in my life. Don't look at someone else's wife and say that, please. They will come and beat me up. Are you glad that you are in our father's house? It's a beautiful thing to have babies. It's a blessing. And I thank God that our, our church is being filled with a lot of babies. But we should pray for one more babies. You know what is that? We must pray for spiritual babies to come to be born. That each chair will be filled with a spiritual baby. And each of you will be a spiritual father, a spiritual mother to that little baby. Amen? That is going to be our prayer for these coming years. Lord, fill this church with spiritual babies. Amen? Let us turn to the book of Acts chapter 27. Uh, you might be thinking, how, why am I choosing Acts 27? Actually, you know that I started on the book of Ephesians. And I said, I'm going to teach you for the next two years on the book of Ephesians. But I've noticed my, my loving brother Kenneth is also in line with me. So I've decided i will give him the chance to continue on the book of Ephesians. And I will take another topic today. We turn to the book of Acts chapter 27. And we will be reading from verse 13 to 26. Verse 13 to 26. If you do not have a Bible, is there anybody not having a Bible? Just put up your hand so that the ushers can get you a Bible or somebody beside you could share with you. Yes, brother. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a tempest wind called Eurocliton. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up and into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps, and undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, strake sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit, be we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, 
about midnight uh, till 26 brother yeah, thank okay. you let us pray most gracious and loving father we come to you in the name of jesus we thank you for your word holy spirit i pray that you will take control of the sanctuary i pray that there will be no disturbance in whatsoever i pray that your children's hearts will be totally committed to hear your word today i pray that not one word will be lost in jesus name amen i pray father that we will not just be hearers of your word but doers of it give us the grace master to treasure your word to treasure it father let every word that proceeds from my mouth bring forth fruit in our lives in jesus name we pray amen, amen. the title of my message this afternoon is surviving the storm if you look all around us there's storms taking place in different ways in all our lives but however in this storm there was a man and that man's name was Paul he was a very special man for several reasons number 1 he was a child of god the number one reason the number two this man was a man on a mission he was on a very special mission number three this man was a man of faith in the storm and number four he was in total fellowship with god because of who he was paul was anchored in the midst of a storm even though the ship wasn't but paul was in the most perfect place if he was out there that would not have been the perfect place but being in the storm was the perfect place for paul because that was the will of god you might be in a storm no matter what but if that's the perfect will of god you are in the right place can you hear an amen amen you are in the right place even though the storm is around you many of us here this afternoon to some extent we know what it is to go through a storm i think sister marisa and brother and even our pastor leslie and I, was there anyone else during the tsunami uh, we had the storm that we had several years ago where you where you had the, any damages they had almost everything of their house destroyed pastor leslie the water had gushed in and i think the water came up to the window is it right sister half to the window of the house top portion the water was there so for some extent some of you would have been in a storm if given a choice you would never want to be in a storm correct storms are frightening storms are unpredictable even though it could look like a small thunderstorm but when a tornado or flood comes there can be great outrageous damages storms can generate great destruction on their path as it's going whatever is in its path it destroys apostle paul and those sailing with him found themselves in such a storm that we just now read this storm was dangerous with lots of wind 
the sailors knew that their life was in danger in the storm. A storm in which the sailors, the captain, nobody had control of the storm. Nobody had control of the storm. This kind of storm, anything could happen and the worst was expected. Let us go to our reading. Let us read verse 15 and we will look at the verses that we have just read and see what God is is speaking to us in this message. Verse 15, brother. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. It says that we find after doing everything possible, everything in human standard possible, they had no control. They had to give up and let the ship be driven now. Many of you are in a situation like that, trying everything, did everything, seen everything, but now your ship is now let to go in the ocean. This was very scary. Sometimes we sitting down here, we can just picture it, but the ones who are in the storm will know what it is to go through a storm. You might say, God's will will be for you. God bless you. I will pray for you. Don't worry. Everything will be okay and all the nonsense. Or maybe you mean it. But the person who is in that storm knows that every second they can drown. Hope was almost gone for them. And I can imagine the sailors now seeing that the ship was tattered, the, the sails broken, and the structure to the ship was totally going, that they even had to put ropes under the ship. They toiled all through for three days, and nothing happened. I want us to look at it in a different way. Maybe this afternoon, you are going through a storm. I do not know what type of storm that you might be going through. Maybe a storm of financial situation, a storm sickness. You know somebody who is very sick and you have been praying for a long time and waiting for healing and you are asking God, when will the storm cease? Maybe family problems are going on at home. You will be married, everything beautiful, don't sleep in Jesus' name. Job situations are bad. Everything around you is horrible and you wonder, What's going to happen? You might feel that you have no control of the situation anymore. And you are about to give up hope. You might be saying, Brother Claudie, I am not in any storm like that. I have never faced any storm. I thank God for that. I thank God that you have never faced a storm. From a child, I have been facing storms. At the age of two, unknowingly I drank a bottle of kerosene which is one liter. And they thought that I will not be a normal child. Here I am standing at the age of two, a full bottle of kerosene thinking that it was water. And they thought that I will be crazy. And here I am, sane by the grace of God. At the age of 29, 30, I came to know that I was possessed. I would never knew, I'm sorry. At my time of deliverance, only then my wife knew that I was possessed. And there was a storm in my life, but Jesus in His grace and mercy brought me out of that dangerous storm. And here I am, saved by the grace of God. 
delivered by the grace of God. Amen. On that same night, God in His mercy anointed me with a gift of speaking in the heavenly language. And He called me to serve Him. I was still in a storm. The storm never stopped for me. One year after knowing the Lord, while traveling, when Ruth was just 13 days old, I met with an accident and almost lost my left leg. Where the doctor said I will not be able to walk. This church prayed for me. This church prayed for me. For 15 years I walked with a limp. I was in a storm all through that time. One year almost in bed. Crying every day and saying, God, when will you deliver me from this? But God in his mercy in that storm gave me the grace to minister to people and three people gave their life to Christ. God in that storm took me to a land where I was able to teach His word. And that is God. I'm continuously in a storm and I'm now presently in a storm. I've been asked by my company, you have to leave. But I'm not afraid. I was never afraid because the God who called me is faithful to carry me through. Amen. And the God who called you will be faithful to carry you through. Amen. I do not know what your storm is, but I want to assure you, I stand here in faith by the grace of God to proclaim His, His word as long as I have breath in this body. No storm can topple me over. Amen. My ship will not sink in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to show you the secret of what it is to be in Christ and to walk through a storm and come out successfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You might be saying, I do not know, there are some of you who have already gone through storms and you are sitting down here. There are some of you saying you have never faced a storm, but somewhere down the journey, a storm awaits us in different angles. We do not know how. But today's word will give you the strength that when you face that storm, God will give you the right word to bypass that storm in Jesus' name. Amen. The question is, you might say, Brother Claudie, how can I survive that storm? What do I need to survive that storm? I'm showing you from my practical experience and that's the reason I give you practical messages. And God gives me the grace to walk through the message before I could even preach it. I thank God for that. The first thing is, the first point is, lighten the load. Verse 18. Lighten the load. Verse 18, brother. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. Now you must understand, they had to throw all the cargo out of the ship. The loaded ship would sail any, could, could sink any time at this moment. Do you know when you fill something, a cup, with heavy items and put it in the water, it goes down. But when you take out the load, when you take out the, the load from it, it sinks on top. So the ship now had heavy cargo. And because of the waves and the wind, the ship as it was tilting was allowing water to come into it. And they knew they are going to sink very soon. So they had to throw out their cargo. But some of you today, you are on that journey. So you have to understand, 
what is the cargo that you have that needs to be thrown out? You might be asking, Brother Claudie, what is the cargo you think that I have that has to be thrown out of my ship? I'm going to show you. But before I can show you the cargo, I want you to understand one thing. When you are in the storm, I want you to be careful whose voice you listen to. Whenever you are in a storm, be careful of whose voice you listen to. There will be many voices. Always learn to listen to the still voice of the Lord Jesus. His voice will come through the word of God, number one. But there will be another voice which will say, which will whisper to you and say, I have got you at last. You believed in Him. You wait to see what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to bash you across. I'll make sure your ship sinks. I'll make sure everything is broken. I will make sure that you will give up. I'll make sure you lose your mind. I'll make sure you lose your faith. I will make sure every saving of yours is gone. You will have a voice whispering to you. Be careful of which voice you listen to. Everything that you worked for, that voice will say, now is finished. But I want to encourage you, run to the word of God. Only his voice is a solid rock that you can stand on. Amen? Brethren, I want you to look at what are the loads that you need to throw away. The first load is fear. The first load that you need to throw. And the next point, my sister, is fear. Do you know false expectations, anything that is false will suddenly seem to be real. If you are not careful, if you are not able to distinguish it. False expectations sometimes appear very, very real. Some of you, you are loaded with fear, so much of fear of what's going through to you. But the Bible says in John chapter 6, verse 20. Let us look at what the word of God says. John chapter 6, verse 20. But he says unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Jesus said, It is I, don't be afraid. Tell your neighbor, It is Christ who is with you, don't be afraid. You have Christ in your vessel. Don't be afraid. Paul also encourages in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has and not... Yes, brother. Yes. For God has not given to us the spirit of... Fear. But of power... Our love and power. Of love and power. sound mind. So I pray that you, when you're going through the storm, you will have power, you will have love, and you will have a sound mind. Power for what? Power to overcome the storm. Power to be victorious. Power over the storm of your life. God will give you that in Jesus' name. So today, if there's one thing, the first thing that you need to throw out of your vessel through the storm is throw out fear of your life in Jesus' name. The second point you need to throw out of your vessel is worry. Look at Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 where it talks about we have to throw out all type of anxiety. Any type of anxiety must be thrown out of your vessel in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Wait one minute. Don't be anxious for anything. Yes, brother. But in everything by prayer and Number supplication. One, in everything what you can do first? Pray. Pray. Number one, remember, that's why I said, run to the word of God. Number one, in your storm, run 
to Christ Jesus. Run to Christ and go on your knees. Yes, brother. And but, petition. Uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Let your request be known to God with thanksgiving in your heart, not worry. Do you know what worry does? Worry pulls you in different directions and worry does a very dangerous thing. It strangles your faith. When you're worried, your faith gets strangled. I'll show you. The tragedy of man is not that he dies. The tragedy is that what dies within when he's still worrying? What dies within when he's still worrying? When you are worried, do you know, I think there is our doctor here in, in the house and he will tell you, you can meet him after this. The number one cause for sickness is through worries. You can ask him, a brother is there. The number one cause, I was talking to somebody a few days ago and they said the moment their mother came to know some bad news, she became so worried, her blood pressure went up three times the level. Just by worries. So if when you are worried, you open the door for sickness to come in. So you have to be very careful. I like that beautiful song in all the situation, you know. God has given us a promise. Amen? Amen? The very important thing is for us is to understand what is the promise you need to claim. There is 7,487 promises given from God to man. From God to man. 7,487 promises. That's the reason it's important for you to know the scripture. So when you go through the situation, you claim scriptures and scripture gives you victory over your situation. Amen? Amen. There's a beautiful song, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will pray for me. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to His side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. God will make a way. God will make a way for you in Jesus' name. Amen. The third thing that you need to throw out of your vessel is doubt. Throw away all type of doubt that you have. Satan wants you to doubt God. Satan will whisper to you, Does, Do you think he really cares for you? He will whisper, do you think if he really cared for you, will you go through the situation? If he really cared for you, will you meet with this accident? If he really cared for you, will you lose your job? He will make you doubt God's love. He will even tell you, where is God in all this? He will make you doubt even God's word. Matthew chapter 14 verse 31 says, O thou now little faith, why did thou doubt? God says, don't doubt me. Have faith in me. Don't doubt God in the midst of your storms. My next point is unbelief. My fourth point is 
unbelief. You need to throw unbelief out of your boat. Unbelief will kill you. Do you know in your ship, the heaviest cargo that you have is unbelief. You know why unbelief tightens God's hands or makes his, his hands restrained from even doing anything from you? Do you remember Matthew chapter 13 verse 58? What did Jesus say? Now, yes, sir. now he did not do many mighty works there. He didn't do many mighty works because, there, of, their, because of their unbelief. So be careful. In your ship, in your struggle, in your strife, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, take away unbelief from me. Again, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, turn the Bibles, the Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and look at what verse 9, 9. says. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, Amen. who Thank raises you, the dead. Thank you. Don't trust in yourself, but trust in God. One more scripture, the reason I'm quoting so many scriptures is to make you build your anchor on Christ and on God's word. The, second, the third scripture is 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4. And look at verse 10, what Paul writes. For to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God. Amen. Who do you trust in? You trust in the living God. We don't trust in anything. Don't put your trust in man. Man will fail you. Your boss who gave you a contract will now tell you, sorry, you have to go. The businessman who told you you have this business deal will say, sorry, my business has failed. I can't give you this deal. Your friend who said, I will stand with you. Don't worry. We will walk together. When trouble comes, even your friend will say, I'm sorry. I have other things to do. Can you carry on on this journey by yourself? But Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Amen. Amen. Unbelief. I want to show you what unbelief does. Unbelief will cause fear, number one, the first point. Unbelief will cause you to doubt. Unbelief will cause anxiety. And unbelief will cause guilt in you. You need to pour all this out of your vessel. But trust in God in your storm. I do not know what you are going through. If you are going through a storm today, remember God can see the head of your storm. You can only see the storm now, but He can see the end of your storm. You can only see clouds now, but He sees beyond the clouds. Amen? Amen. Jesus is in your boat. Light in your boat today. There's another beautiful song that I like. Is trust in the Lord and don't despair. He is a friend so true. Anybody knows this song? It's a very easy. These are for the people who are past 50 years. Anyone knows this? Put up your hand. You can sing along with this. Okay. We will sing it. You can learn the song today. Trust in the Lord and don't despair. He is a friend so true. No matter what your troubles are, Jesus will see you through. Sing when the day is bright. Sing through the darkest night. Sing every day. Sing all the way. Let us sing, sing, sing. No matter what be your situation, learn to worship God. 
the greatest thing that you could do when you begin to worship God in your storm, everything around you comes crumbling down. Do you know why I say that? During one of our deliverance sessions, we never knew what to do. The demon was not willing to leave. The demon was not willing to leave. And I got exhausted. I got so much tired. And the Lord only showed me to do one thing. Worship. And the moment we began to worship God, the demon left. Worshipping God is a tremendous thing in your storm. My second point is, lay hold of your hope. Let us read from verse 20 to 25. Lay hold of your hope. Next slide, sister. Yes, brother, 20 to 25. For this cause, hmm. therefore have I called for you, to see you and to speak with you. Because that for the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain. And they said unto him, We neither receive letters out of Judea concerning thee, neither any of the brethren that came shewed or spake any harm uh, of thee. Brother, I want you to read our text that you're reading. Oh, when, the, when neither the sun nor the moon nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up of all, all hope of being saved. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice and not stayed from Crete, that you would have, not, would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep your courage, because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So, keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as I told. Amen? Amen. Let us quickly turn to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 and 19. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie The God will not lie Okay, continue brother We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us We have laid a hope set before us Yes brother This hope we have as an anchor of the soul So the anchor of your soul is you put your hope in Christ and in Christ alone. Amen. Amen. Both joy and Thank you, brother. Do you know when you will lose your vision? A person loses their vision is when they lose hope. If you lose hope, you have lost your vision. Let us look at the book of, uh, in our scripture that we are reading, Acts 27, verse 18. Let us go back to the scripture and say, And because we were exceedingly tempestuous, hmm. the next day they lightened the ship. They lightened the ship the very next day. Proverbs chapter 29, we look at Proverbs 29, verse 18. Are you there? Proverbs 29, verse 18, the Bible says, Where there is no revelation, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint, the people perish. But happy is. Thank you, brother. When they lost, when the sailors lost sight of the sun, when the sailors lost sight of the moon, when they lost sight of the stars, they lost their ability to navigate. At this situation through your storm, you have lost sight of everything. Everything around you is gone. But you must be very careful. Don't lose hope in the situation. 
Because if you lose hope, you will lose direction of where you have to go. They had no idea where they were going. They lost complete control. In cases like this, there's one vision we need to have. We have to have the vision beyond the natural. And that is the vision from God. Amen. Amen. We need a vision that is beyond our natural, beyond the earthly realm, only from God, our King, our Navigator. Only He can give us a vision for us to navigate. So this vision from God involves five attributes. Those of you who have done uh, experiencing God, we are going back to it. We need five attributes of God to understand, to understand the, the vision beyond the natural. Number one. The first one attribute is God's presence. Amen? Amen. He will always be with you in good times and in bad times. bad times. Look at verse 23. Let us look. Open your scriptures. I want you to underline this. This is a very important scripture. It says, Last night, the an angel of God, whom I am and whom I serve, stood beside me. You see, even though in the storm, who was standing beside him? The angel, the angel of, the of God. Amen. No matter what your storm you're going through, God has sent his angel to be with you. Amen. I'll show you one more scripture. Matthew chapter 28. Look at verse 20. Matthew 28. Look at verse 20. The last part. It says, No, and surely I am with you always. I am with you always. Even to the end one of the earth. Always. Out of storm. He is. In the storm, He is. Amen? Amen. One more scripture I'll show you. That God's presence is with you no matter what situation you are going through. Because His word is true. He is not a liar. Amen? Amen? Amen. God bless you. Hebrews chapter 13. Look at verse 5. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Wait. Be content. I wanted to ask you. Are you content in whatever situation you are in now? With job, are you content? All of us are content with job, correct? Yeah, yeah. If you don't have job, will you be content? You have to be. In all situations. In life, are you content? Yes. Death takes place. Will you be content? Yes. God gave. God took. I will be content no matter what be the situation. We have to learn to be content no matter what we have or even if we don't have because we know who is our navigator. Amen. Amen. My second point there is we see the presence of God with us in storms. Number two, with the attribute of God is God's purpose. The second point is purpose. If you look very carefully in verse 24, the Say, first part, wait a one minute brother, verse 24, the first part it says, and he said, fear not, Paul. Thank you, thank you. He says, don't be afraid. And I want you to look at, if you have the next line, please mark it. For you will surely stand trial before Caesar. You saw the purpose of God now? In the storm, God's purpose was that Paul should stand before Caesar. Is there a storm? Yes. God's purpose fulfilled? Yes. We know that Paul stood trial before Caesar. Amen. So, and no matter what your storm is, 
God's purpose will be accomplished in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. No matter what be the situation, even if the doctors give up hope saying you are going to die in 24 hours, God let your purpose be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Amen. Because it might be just one soul. I was in a bed for, just came out of the operation theatre. I was lying on that bed crying with pain. I was crying and saying, God, I'm going through such pain. Can you take away this pain? And I hear a scream from the next ward, the next room. A man screaming on the top of his voice. The nurse took me there, ministered to the man. The second day he gave his life to Jesus. The third day he went to be with the Lord. In my pain, in my agony, I myself am suffering. I myself need healing. I am ready to be sent out of the hospital. And yet God says, I will use you even in the storm. Don't try to run away from the storm in whatever situation you are in. Because you will never know at the end of the storm, God is going to be, His glory is going to be manifested. Amen? Amen. Like the same way Joseph, if Joseph while was in prison, if he had run away from that storm, he would not have become the second in command. My third point of the, the, the five attributes of God, what you should have is power. Look at verse 24, the last part. What more? God in His goodness has granted safety. You seen that? God has granted safety. No matter what your storm is, God will grant you safety. And you look at the next line, it says, to everyone sailing with you. I want to show you one more scripture to show you God's power in the, in the, in the time of storm. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 5. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 3 to 5. A heavenly inheritance. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has forgot, begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith. Who are kept by the power of, power God. of God. So in your storm, the power of God will be manifested in that situation. Amen. Amen. Yes, Amen. Through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Ready to be revealed at the last moment. You might be coming at the end of your storm. Maybe tomorrow morning is your deliverance. Don't give up tonight. Don't jump. Don't run. Maybe tomorrow morning is your time. Go through it and say, God, give me the grace to walk through the storm in Jesus' name. Amen. One more thing I want you to notice. Because of your faith and your hope in God, I'm going to show you what, what will happen. Because of your faith and your hope in God, look at verse, the last uh, thing, uh, part of verse 24. It says, God has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Amen. You see that? In your storm, because of your faith, God will grant safety to the ones around you in Jesus' name. Amen. Whether in your household, whether at your work, no matter what be the situation, because of your faith in Christ, God will give safety to everyone around Amen. you. Amen. Amen. Because of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Amen. Amen. The fourth one of the, of the attributes is promise. Look at, it says in verse 25. Look Where? at the promise of God's promise. God has given you a promise. 
you need to understand God's promise and look at verse 25 so Where, take courage wherefore sir be of good cheer hmm. for i believe god that i one minute now for i believe in god it that will be just as he said open niv brother keep your bible say niv he, it will be just as he said because i believe in god let us go to one kings chapter 8 verses 56 We are going to look at God's promises. One Kings chapter eight verse fifty-six. Blessed be the Lord mm. who has given rest to His people Israel. Amen. Mm. According to all that He promised. To all who did He promise to? To the children of God. To Abraham. After how many years? Because of His promise to Abraham, now He is giving rest to His children. Continue, brother. There has not failed one word of all His good promises. I claim that in Jesus name over your life. Amen. Not one promise that God has given you will ever fail in Jesus name. Amen. Which he promised through his servant Moses. Amen. We're going to sing our next song. I would like you to stand because this is to stand on the promises of God. It says standing on the promises that cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt assail. By the living word of God I shall prevail. standing on the promises of god the attributes is peace look at philippians chapter 4 verse 7 and the peace of god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding amen will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus amen. it will guard your heart and mind in christ jesus amen one more scripture yes isaiah 26 verse 3 You will keep him in perfect peace. God will keep you in perfect peace, no matter what your storm you're going through. Amen. 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 Yes, brother. Whose mind is stayed on you? Wait, not whose mind is stayed on myself, but whose mind is stayed on God. Amen. Because he trusted you. Because you trust in God. He will fulfill his promises in Jesus' name. Amen. In closing, the last part of my message. Is the third point: lock yourself in the ship. No matter what situation you are going through, 
Learn to lock yourself in the ship. Let us look at verse 30 and 31. Quickly, brother. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboats down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchor from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, they cannot be saved. Unless you stay in the storm, unless you walk through the storm, you cannot be saved. This is scripture. Paul made a decision to stay in the boat, not allowing to escape and run. Many of us, many of us went through a storm. What's the first thing that we want to do? We want to jump boat. The moment something goes on in the office, the first thing you say, pack your bags, let us go. Things are bad in the office. This man is not treating me well. We go to some other place. The first thing that you have a fight at home with your wife or husband, the first thing you want is jump boat. You want to jump out of your marriage. Just because of something that has happened at home. The first decision you want to do is bail out. That should never come to your mind in your marriage. No matter what she is, no matter who he is, you will never jump boat. I have heard many women say that, I just want to get rid of this marriage. And sorry to say this, and this is I quote, a woman said, I wish he was dead. I wish he was dead. Because he was not treated properly by her husband. And that should never be our portion in Jesus' name. Stand firm, stand strong. Your deliverance is on the way. Amen. Amen. Do you know how many people leave church just because they get angry how the pastor looks? I was walking out of the church, the pastor never said hello to me, but he shook to the Claudie's hands. I'm not going back to that church. I don't like how this brother speaks because I don't understand his language. I'm going to the church that they speak my language. Come baby, let us go. Easy way out. God brought you to this church. Stay! Nothing is happening. Stay! Till God's fulfillment takes place in your life. Amen. 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 I want to close with this. John 15 verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, ye shall ask whatever, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. 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 In closing, the last slide, sister. God has placed us all in a ship. Number one, He has placed us in His Lordship. Number two, He has placed us in church membership. In three, He has placed us in human relationships. In four, He has placed us in a marriage partnership. In whichever ship that you are in, don't jump out if there's a crisis. Stay with Him. Stay till the end. Your victory is on the way. Can we stand on our feet, please? I want us to sing this song very closing. When I look into your holiness, and when I gaze upon your loveliness, all the things that surround me will just vanish away. Amen. When I look into your holiness, when I gaze upon your loveliness, where all things that surround me.
comes shadows in the light of you. Wherever I find the joy of reaching your heart, when your wilting eyes and in my Become shadows in the light of I want you to lift up your hands to God. We are all going through, all of us. And if you are not going through a storm and you know that it's not come your path, but lift up your hand and say, God, when I go through this storm, you will be my anchor. I will so with you. In your thoughts, God will show up this week. 